0: Bobby Warner, now's the time. Call 3456789.
1: Welcome into to the Press Virginia podcast with Coach Billy Hahn. I'm Anthony Lewis, and we appreciate you stopping by and checking out the show. And don't forget, the Press Virginia podcast is presented by the Warner Law Offices. Give them a call today at 304-345-6789. Again, that is 345-6789. The show is also sponsored by United Bank, West Virginia's bank, and of course, Offered Home Solutions, and is produced in partnership with with the Charleston Gazette Mail. And joining me on the phone from the University of City in Morgantown, Coach Billy Hahn. How you doing, Coach?
2: Anthony, I am doing absolutely
1: fantastic. Well, at one point we were we were talking, we can let's hope West Virginia can win a few road games, and we were hitting murderers' row, and all of a sudden, as you refer to them, the basketball gods are looking out for the Mountaineers, West Virginia's 2 and 0 on the road, and you don't have to play Baylor at Baylor. That game has been rescheduled, and of course we'll get into that here in a little bit. But first, um let's talk about West Virginia at Texas.
2: West Virginia at Texas was a very good basketball game which was taken over by our guard our guards shot the shot the ball pretty good that night, didn't they?
1: Excellent, excellent ball, yep. excellent yep. ball game by the guards.
2: We're fun to watch right now, aren't we, Anthony?
1: It's it's different basketball, and so, I've, coach, I've got a lot of my friends that are long, when I say long time, I'm forty, I'll be forty five soon, right. We're talking about we've been watching ba- I've been watching WV basketball since the mid to late 80s. Okay, right. late Atlantic 10 basketball. And a f- one of the eras that we we talk about being fun, like a fun time to watch was the John B Line years with those shooters. They I mean they were not a great defensive team, although they could do they could throw that 1-3-1 one, one at you, but they were not a great rebounding team or a great defensive team, but they could fill up the basket. And we were talking Saturday, this feels like a John Beeline team all of a sudden because you were never out of a game with right. with a with a team full of shooters, and we know that Bob Huggins loves defensive guys, and we've struggled to have the offensive guys here lately, but here we've got a roster full of talented shooters and I told Dave weekly I was on Dave's show earlier today West Virginia right. doesn't just have shooters, we have scores. And there's, is there a difference in a different in a, a shooter and a scorer?
2: Uh definitely a difference. Uh, we've got a combination of guys. I'll give you a good example.
1: Right. I think
2: Deuce McBride and Taz Sherman can both shoot it and score it. Shaw McNeil is more of a straight shooter.
1: He's a shooter, right?
2: Yes. But I think the other two guys can do both.
1: Yeah, that's one thing I felt like has been missing maybe over the last five years is, you know, there's there's been times where you need somebody to score the ball, not just shoot it, not hit a three. Right. You just need somebody right. to take the damn thing to the hoop and score. Yeah. And you had that in Jay Sean Page and you had it in uh in Javon Carter and right. but you, you need more than just one guy sometimes because if they're not having a good night, it can, it, things can go sideways a little bit, but you had the defense to keep you in the games. Now we've got, we've got shooters yeah. and scores and it's just fun to watch. I mean, Saturday was fun. So I I called you after the game and I never, I just lay yep, out usually. Yep, yep, yep. We were having a great time and it just felt like, um, you know, this is, this is the Mountaineer basketball. This it's been a fun season and I, and what, the unfortunate thing has been the fans haven't been able to get to the coliseum. Yeah, That's well, that. they're
2: going to be they're going to be there the next four games. They're going to be there.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're going to start letting them letting them back yep. in. I think I I got an email uh, that said that tickets for the last four games are going to sell tomorrow morning. So if you're listening yep. on yep. February the 24th, the night of the 24th, uh tickets are going to sell on Thursday morning. So I believe you can go to like wvugame.com. Uh, if you can get there, get there, because uh, it's, yep. it's a hell of a team to watch, and, and they need you. But uh, we, you know, this happened to us a few weeks ago. We lost a heartbreaker, and we said, "Well, if you're a, if you're just a basketball fan watching, that was a hell of a ball game." And I felt the same way uh, in the Texas game. Right.
2: You know what's crazy It's sort of ironic, Anthony, is this? You mentioned. We're sort of like the beeline teams now, where we can shoot the ball, and the B-line teams had their go-to one-three-one zone defense. Right. Believe, or, believe it or not, our go-to defense right now, in the last couple of wins we've had, has been our our matchup zone defense that Hugs has been using, which he calls point drop, and the point drop has really screwed up. Matter of fact, Texas is still trying to figure out Yeah. Texas is tr- still trying to figure out how to solve that defense.
1: Well, it it's confusing and I'm not a basketball expert. I know what I'm watching uh when I'm watching it, but I was confused by it. So to the point where I had to call you after the game, I was like, Hey, break this down a little further for me so I can <laughs> get my head well, around it, this.
2: It's basically it's man to man defense, basically. With a zone principles, so there's a lot of matchup, and they switch and they switch off people. So wherever wherever players from the opposite team go, there's always somebody guarding that guy. But it's not really straight man to man, so it's very confusing. And what happens? The other team, it takes them out of their rhythm. It takes them out of. They're saying, "Do we run our man to man offense?" Or do we run our zone offense? And they don't really know what to run, to be quite honest with you. It confuses everybody. Right. So it's been very, very good to us the last couple of games.
1: Well, they've ran it uh, to perfection because Texas, uh, they were yep. so confused by it that they got into a fight on the sidelines.
2: <laughs> that was the classic, though.
1: Yeah. You, you know things like they are going what, bad when you're fighting on the that, sideline.
2: That was a classic. that That was a classic. And the other key to that game was, if you remember late in that game after, the, after their, they got in that scuffle on the sideline, if you remember late in that game, that kid from Texas hit two threes in a row and he was bringing them back. And our boy Deuce McBride, no, it was, I think it was Taz. It was Taz. Taz. Got in the middle of the lane, shot fake that guy, got him up in the air, And the guy fouled, and that was a key because the kid, that kid fouled out, and that was the difference in the basketball game.
1: Yeah, he had went down the play prior and picked up his fourth. And on the way back down, I said to the group I was with, I said, "They have to go at him. They they got to get him out of the game, or we're going to lose." And when they fouled him out, I said, "We just won the ball game." I think that was that was the difference. that's
2: That's exactly what Huggy Bear did, man. Huggy Bears. Hall of Famer because as soon as that happened, he says, Okay, I gotta run a set, I gotta run a play to go right at that guy. That's exactly what he did. And he got him up in the air and Taz was good enough. Guy came down, fouled him. See you later. I said to my wife, I said, You know what? Ball game is now over, yeah. just like you said.
1: With about two and a half, three minutes to go. Yep. West, West Virginia sitting at sixteen and six overall. And nine nine and four in the big in the Big Twelve conference. Um, It's funny how, and you know, with these schedules, how some teams are playing four games, some teams are off, some guys have one game. Uh, West Virginia's sitting in second place again, and uh, second
2: second place by ourselves.
1: Yeah, everybody says tied with
2: Kansas State. Kansas State, we are better percentage. We are higher, definitely in second place. Because we're, our percentage is better than Kansas' uh, Kansas's
1: right. schedule. yes. So, we're sitting in second so we're, place. Yes. Very important, too. Um, to be in second place means you get yep. a double-buy in the Big 12 tournament. And it sets, yep. you, it sets you up for uh, – you know, here's the thing. You know, Baylor has to play. They still have games to play. Coming off of COVID yep. late. Um, they've got to come to Morgantown. Uh, they've got, what, like a four-game lead, I believe. But – they they almost gave one up last night, and that could have been, you know, the ball rolling in the wrong direction for them, where West Virginia could have maybe snuck in and and won that uh, regular seat, at least tied it. But uh, I think that's out of reach. But you're definitely fighting for a seeding um, in in the Big Twelve tournament, and then to go to the Fort Worth last night and kind of hold your composure. You know, T you're we're better we're yeah. better than TCU. And I think our guys know it, but they, they did their job and won on the road and get to come home and rest now before yep. before taking on K State. Um but you know, this this team has been very impressive just due to the fact that they've been able to come back three times from almost twenty points and 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 come back steadily. I mean, you know, they were down nineteen with twelve minutes ago. And then boom, they were in it. Basketball's
2: crazy, and like last night, anybody could tell me that Iowa State would beat Oklahoma last night. I would have said, I would have said, there's absolutely no way that can happen. Guess what? It happened, and that was big for us because Oklahoma getting beat puts us in a in a second place, which is absolutely huge. Like you said, we got to get the double buy.
1: So we're getting ready to hit a stretch where, where we thought we were finished, and we have four games right. to play. Um, we'll wait. We'll wait on that and get some predictions. But how are how are the guys? What are you hearing from the Coliseum? You know, six weeks ago, people were the sky was falling. Right. Um. You had a right. you had a kid transfer. And then they right. lose a couple of games and they lose a heartbreaker at home. Yeah. They're losing home yeah. games, which is unheard of. And now look at this team. Um what's your perception of this team, especially this late into February going into March?
2: This is what is significant to me. The Mountaineers have law lo- have won have won six conference games in a row on the road. We've got six in a row, six consecutive wins in the conference on the road. That has not been done. I think for I don't know. I don't know if that's ever been done.
1: I think the closest they said it was. It was. It was West Virginia when they were in the Atlantic Ten.
2: Yeah, back when Calla days, right? Yeah,
1: the long. So it's been forever ago. Let's just say that.
2: Yes. Yes. I think that's I think that's
1: huge. They were wearing shorts. So now shorts.
2: we got <laughs> now we had six games we won on the road. Now we got four games coming at home. Anthony, I ain't gonna lie to you now. I I I, I would not be shocked whatsoever to see the Mountaineer w- win all four of those games at home.
1: I, I I would not be shocked either. I wouldn't be either. Yep. I mean, so we talk about it all the time traveling. We think yeah. it, we think it's a pain in the ass to travel to Texas Tech. Come yep. to Morgantown from from Waco. How the hell do you get to Morgantown from Waco? Like they what, don't
2: like they don't love, they don't like coming to Morgantown.
1: I mean, what do you do? You bus to? I mean, do they? I, I don't know if they have an airport. We're, like when you go I, into Waco, where do you fly it?
2: I think we flew into. Uh, I think we flew into Dallas. And we bust them from the Dallas airport Ooh. to Waco,
1: and usually yeah. you're on a two two game run. When you get when they send West Virginia to Texas, you're usually there for three or four days. So you could potentially right. be bussing from Fort Worth, playing TCU, and then going to Baylor, or yep. you know that type of thing. But uh, yep. it's not easy for these Big Twelve teams, and you're talking about uh, a team coming from Waco, and then you know. Jamie Dixon and the boys got to pack it up and come from the Dallas area. And then Oklahoma state have to figure out a way to get here from, uh, from, you know, Stillwater. So it's a pain to get to Morgantown and that wears on you. I I remember I didn't have to play or coach or do anything. I when I would travel, I was just there collecting video (laughs) or shooting video. And I was, I was always tired on a road game. So I can't imagine what it's like for these kids and these coaches getting into Morgantown. So I think West Virginia has got the balls in their court and um, they have to be feeling good about themselves at this point.
2: I think, I think, I think it's going to be very exciting. The last four games, I can't wait. I can't wait to see what happens. I know they're good to be They're glad to be home. They got back last night from got back at two o'clock in the morning. They took the day off. They're resting up they'll go probably pretty easy tomorrow get their legs back easy on friday play on saturday tuesday thursday saturday
1: i here's uh, actually i want to before we take a break i noticed yep. one of the things i noticed at texas was the game was I, they were they were almost out of control both sides it was just going back and forth right right coach huggins before he Uh, he put in some of the young bigs. Yep. What was the move there? I think he was trying to keep
2: Derek out of foul trouble and giving Gabe a break, too, by playing the, the young freshman and saving some time, saving some fouls. And saving some, some legs, to be quite honest with you. Which it worked out tremendously.
1: Yeah, I thought maybe he was going to kind of go old school. And I thought maybe he where they were going to the basket so easy, I thought he put him in and said, you guys have fouls to give. Knock these guys on their ass. Right. And they came in and they banged a little bit and gave some solid minutes and rested our guys. But I thought that was a very interesting move. Uh, to, you and then you saw the the switch. You saw our guys come back in. They went to that uh, went to the zone, and then yep. things started changing after that because te- te- um, Texas was w- scoring at will. They yep. were hitting threes, and they were going to the basket like it was nothing.
2: Well, when they went to the zone, it completely changed. Completely changed how that game was played, and Texas still doesn't know. Do I run my man-to-man offense of or do I run my zone <laughs> offense? Yeah, they they still don't they still don't know what they're doing.
1: Well, yeah, they were they were definitely confused. They were just as confused as everybody else was when they saw Shaka, Shaka Smarts' new hairdo.
2: Hey, <laughs> that's the truth?
1: Yeah, I didn't. I honestly, the first few times I saw him, I thought maybe he had coronavirus when I first, early in yeah. the season when I'd see him on TV. I honestly thought. Yeah. He had coronavirus and was somebody else. All right, Coach, let's take a break. Uh, here's, right. And when we come back, uh, we'll do our Dell Sparks collection, text-to-win trivia question, and write this number down, 681-231-2632. Again, that number is 681-231-2632. And joining us is a good friend of yours, Mr. Brian Blankenship. And Mountain fans are probably thinking, who the hell is this guy? He is uh, – He's a good friend of Coach Hans, former Pittsburgh Steeler, also Nebraska Cornhusker, but has uh, has laid his hat down in Morgantown, West Virginia, and is an adopted Mountaineer. And we'll uh, we'll talk sports. We're just going to talk sports with him when we come back. Do you know that cracked and sunken concrete
0: doesn't have to be replaced? Alford Home Solutions can lift, level, and repair your concrete in just hours and save you time, money, and restore value to your home. Visit
2: alfordhomesolutions.com and schedule a free estimate. When you're injured on the job, the truth is the odds are stacked against you. After all, you're taking on the giant insurance companies that insure construction companies, coal companies, and oil and gas companies. I'm Bobby Warner. Let me put my years of experience to work for you. Warner Law Offices, when you need justice. Bobby
0: Warner, now's the time. Call
1: 3456789. A new day begins, and what happens today must be covered, reported, and passed on to everyone in the region we serve. We bring the world in our region to your computers, your phones, your business, and your home. We cover news of the day and life as it exists in your world. Who are we? We are HD Media, trustworthy, and always here for the times we
0: live in. A wet, damp basement can be a real problem that can worsen asthma and allergies. Offered Home Solutions will transform your basement into a dry, usable space and improve the air quality in your entire home. Visit AlfordHomeSolutions.com for a free estimate. Yo,
1: what's up, Mountaineer Nation? It's John Flowers, a.k.a. J. Flow, and you're listening to the Press Virginia Podcast with Billy Hahn. Welcome back to the Press Virginia Podcast with Coach Billy Hahn. And don't forget our friends at Alford Home Solutions can fix your cold floors in the wintertime. It may be time to insulate your crawl space because the cold air is rising into the rest of your home. Alford Home Solutions can fix this problem. Go to alfordhomesolutions.com for a free estimate. Winter is here. Not for long, though. Don't wait. Insulate. And joining us on the phone, former Nebraska Cornhusker and also Pittsburgh Steeler, Mr. Brian Blankenship, friend of Coach Hahn. Brian, welcome to the show.
0: Hello, gentlemen. How are you this evening?
2: Hey, Blank. I call him Blank, Anthony. Just say so you no. Know. Hey, Blank, I can't thank you enough for coming on my podcast, my man.
0: Well, it's my pleasure, Billy. It's not like uh, I got a lot to do tonight
2: other than dinner. <laughs> Blank's, take, Blank's taking his, uh, his daughter and his daughter's boyfriend out to dinner tonight. So uh, we'll only keep you 15 or 20 minutes, dog.
0: Only you keep me it's less money. Than it's going to cost me,
2: Billy. <laughs> I got you. I well, got you. Before
1: we get into sports, I, I'm, let me let me ask. I want to ask you this because I've, I haven't reached this point into my fatherhood. You guys both are fathers of daughters. My daughter's eleven. How does that play out when you have to take out the boyfriend to dinner?
0: Well. Well, they're they're she's about to be 21 soon, and it, it's just a it's a transition, man. You, you just kind of hold your breath and not say nothing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I'm I'm a, I'm a few years away from that. Mine's 11, so I'm not looking forward to those days.
0: Well, I, it's just, and uh, Billy will tell you this: uh, you just got to hope they make the right decisions, man. But when you try to you tell them not to do something, it makes them like go harder to do it. I think so. <laughs> Just uh, let them let them make good choices and uh, trust in their uh,
2: judgment, right, Billy? Yep, absolutely. Hey, Blink, this is what this is what I usually do on my podcast. I've had many many guests on my podcast, and I tell the guy that I have on my podcast, I give it, I give them, I want you to tell everybody about your life, sort of, and like what you've gone through, where you started your career, how you ended up in Morgantown, why you're a big basketball fan of the Mountaineers. Just, I'm going to let you go. I'm not going to say a whole lot. We're going to listen to you give us your little life story.
0: Oh, uh, I hope that's riveting uh, entertainment for everybody listening. Well, it will be. I'm somewhat boring, Bob. You, you know that, Billy. I know that. Go ahead. Well, I started out at uh, playing high school football. In omaha nebraska back uh um, late 70s early 80s and uh by uh coming out of high school i wasn't that big and got a uh scholarship uh offer from uh, texas tech iowa state and then a the university of nebraska at omaha nebraska at the time had the big walk-on program wanted me to walk on and i didn't feel it was fair to my parents after putting me through catholic school for 12 years to you know, if I had the ability to pay for school, I, I wanted to do that for him. So, my rookie, or my freshman year, I went to the University of Nebraska Omaha, and I started uh, as a freshman. And uh, after that first year of starting, I just thought to myself, you know, I might do this for three more years. Uh, what do I? If I'm going to play football. Why don't we just try to see if we can play the big boys? I certainly know that I played with them in high school and beat them on the wrestling mat. So I went down uh, there in '82 as a walk-on. Uh, ended up red-shirting that year and uh, started, uh, started I don't know how many games there, 20-some games, junior, senior year, and uh, ended up uh, uh, really enjoyed it, had a lot of fun. Didn't lose a lot of games back then. Today's a different story in Nebraska. But uh, ended up uh, uh, coming out of college. I was a free agent to the Steelers. Uh, my rookie year, um, went, to, went to Pittsburgh, Never uh, really been to that area growing up and uh, always you know knew about them, loved the, loved the team. Uh, it was kind of funny when they called me at 2.30 in the morning you know, Omaha they sign me as a free agent. They, uh, uh, Mr. Butler is still there. Maybe he just retired or well, I think he might even go on the whole thing. But he, uh, he said to me, hey, Brian, the Steelers are really interested in signing you. I said, oh, you are? I said, what time is it there? He said, 3:30. I said, yes, yeah, <laughs> 2:30 here. Call me tomorrow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he still told me that story, you know, years after that. But uh, ended up ended up going to Pittsburgh side of the free agent. Uh, I was the last guy they cut my rookie year because Webster had dislocated his elbow in the last preseason game. And the backup guard was also a center. I mean, I'd never played center, so kind of put me out. Just, you know, luck has it in, 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 those, uh, in sports. I, I'll tell you one guy, a guy named John Stroyer that played for the Mountaineers, uh, was a free agent uh, years later. Uh, that kid was a, a great offensive tackle. And, uh, you know, he could have played in the league, but you know, he just never had that opportunity and never had a shot. And there was many guys that were first-rounders that had no business playing at all. You know, hey,
2: so. Did you did you play for Tom Osborne?
0: Yeah, that was the guy that was coached there, huh? Yeah, Dr. Tom was there till uh late two, or 1999 or late 90s, and I graduated in '86. So, right. And yeah, Tom just uh, turned 84 years old. Unbelievable! He's still alive, huh? Still alive, kicking. his uh, like I said, he had a heart attack when he was in his late 30s. Early 40s, maybe, and, and, you know, this man never drank, never smoked, very religious, ran, worked out, but, uh, you know, had heart issues uh, even as early as as, as 40, and, you know, he's really took care of himself, and, uh, you
2: know, 84, that's a pretty good run. So uh, tell me how you ended up in Morgantown, and how many years you've been in Morgantown?
0: Um, Met my my, uh, wife in Morgantown. Uh, I've actually met her in Cincinnati. Right. And uh, and found out that uh, you know she lived close to to Morgantown and are uh, close to Pittsburgh. Being in Morgantown is only an hour south, and so I, I came down to Morgantown, fell in love with the place, beautiful, much more what I was accustomed to growing up in Nebraska than the big city of Pittsburgh. Uh, I, I just was, was uh, enjoyed it. People are great; they've been great, and I've been here, like I said, 32 years. Uh, my daughter's a mountaineer, and. I guess I'm a mountaineer now being here as long as I have been, long, been here longer than uh,
2: I was in Nebraska, so Hey Blink, let me ask you this. You watch the Mountaineers basketball team a lot. We talk about the Mountaineers all the time. Tell me your uh your take and your feelings on the basketball Mountaineers.
0: Well, you know, I, I think with the, 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 first of all, this this whole year with the way this COVID goes, and it's there's no fans, all. just the distractions. As you know, as a former coach, it's hard to get kids to concentrate when things are going good, right? But you got this turmoil going on with you know guys canceling games, no fans, they taking your tests all the time, quarantining, blah blah blah. But I think that that Coach Huggins has done. A tremendous job, especially losing a, you know, one of their chief people in the middle of the season, and it took them, I believe, a few, you know, three or four games just to get, you know, figure out who they are as a team now. And uh, but but you know, watching them, man, it's uh, it's exciting. I wouldn't want to play the Mountaineers. I can tell you that.
2: Hey, blank, we got we're pretty good right now. So you know what, we've completely changed. Coach Huggins is really good because. He changed how he's playing right now. He's playing four out around one guy before they lost big, the big boy Oscar Shibway. They're better without him.
0: I, and, and again, to, to Coach Huggins' credit, uh, he he, had, he saw uh, that, that he had to, I guess, what are you going to call it? We're just going to for you? We're yeah, really. Few, I, I know he doesn't like. I know he doesn't appreciate the defense because I think we could do better defensively. But uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's got to make him uh, give him a little edge that night. But uh, no, it's 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 exciting to watch. I can We got four home games in a row. I wouldn't want to be any of those teams. Yep. Yep. Perfect going into going into the uh, the tournament. Mm-hmm. What, what? Anthony. Go ahead,
2: Anthony. Go ahead. Go ahead, Anthony.
1: Yeah, well, you know, just talking about West Virginia um, going into this run, and we'll we'll continue on later talking about it. But he just brought it up: four games in a row for West Virginia at home to end the season, where we thought we were on murderer's row two weeks ago. Going into this run, uh, you know, you drop Baylor, you win the you win your two games, right? You beat Texas, you beat TCU. You think you got to play Baylor. And then come home unrested. Now you get to come home rested and play K-State. So, I mean, it's a great point finishing a season and um, and being able to finish strong. But one of the things, you know, you were talking Nebraska football and you are talking Tom Osborne, one of the great all-time coaches at West Virginia. And for West Virginia fans that listen to this show, they probably remember, and I don't know if you're familiar with this, in 1993 – Nebraska finished undefeated and uh, was number one, I believe, in the nation. And West Virginia ended up being undefeated. And do you remember any of that? Um, West Virginia, I know Coach Nealon was politicking very hard to play Nebraska in in the national championship game, and it didn't happen. But if you do remember, in 1994, West Virginia played uh, Nebraska in the kickoff classic. Do you remember any of that? (laughs) Right,
0: I mean, really, as a West Virginia fan, you really want to bring that up. I mean, I got a lot of fun stuff I can tell you about that game. <laughs> well,
1: <laughs> the, the only mean, the only highlight, your,
0: your, your yeah. most valuable player in that game was
1: Todd Sauerbrun, the punter. Yeah, he kicked like a ninety-yarder <laughs> or something crazy. I mean, but, you guys,
0: you really, uh, and of course, everybody. It was just like I couldn't believe that this was happening, and everybody down here in town that I've known. You know, from Mr. Pushkar to the guy that I knew at the hot dog stand, all wanted to bet. Oh, I'll but i give us Okay, let's do it. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's I think. Because I knew the team they had. Right. They had, that was the best Nebraska football team in the history. They won two national championships. And in a four year
1: span, I think
0: they lost two games.
1: Two games, right. So, you know, that
0: that was just the height of Nebraska football. Uh, and you, you guys had uh, – you ran into a buzzsaw. But talking on a better note – well, actually, it's not a better note. When you guys played Notre Dame at the Fiesta Bowl. I was there because uh, uh, the, the offensive line that I played with at Nebraska, Scott Reardon was the strength coach at Notre Dame, and my wife – at the time, uh, wanted to go down to the uh, wanted to go to the festival, so we went. We had a, a great time, but uh, unfortunately, in that game, as everybody knows, Major goes down, and uh, you know, Notre Dame was loaded. They had a great team. Rice was their quarterback. I think Ricky Waters was their running back. Timmy Brown was their wideout. They had Zorich and some good players on defense. I, I really would have liked to watch that game with Major uh, playing it.
1: Yeah, that was that was I I've, I've talked to I've got to know Major and talked to him several times over the years and and I think even he wishes that's that's a moment he'd like to to have back but yeah, I, Every single I, I I didn't know how I know sometimes when guys go off and they you know they're in the league or you know they come out they don't pay some guys don't pay as much of attention to their alma mater as as uh, others do but um yeah, that 93 and 94 Nebraska team well, yeah, West Virginia ran into a real buzz all that day, just to, due to the fact that I think West Virginia lost like 22 seniors or something like that from the year before. So it was yeah, it, it was unfair. <laughs> Pretty ugly, ugly day. That's my only Nebraska memory is uh, Todd Sierbrand, um with his big bomb. That was it.
0: Well, I can tell you that I'm not really following Nebraska too closely in the last 15 years. We, we, we look at what's happened to that program. And, and, you know, it all started with firing Frank Solich in 2001 after uh, winning 10 games a season for five years, bringing in Bill Callahan from the NFL had no clue where Lincoln was or anything about our program. And uh, from then on, it's just been a struggle.
1: Do you uh, how do I feel about Nebraska not being in the big 12 anymore?
0: Well, same reason, same way I feel about West Virginia not being in the Big East and not playing the same teams they always played growing up. I mean, things change. Uh, you know, obviously there's more money, I think, in the Big Ten. They're saying hey, that was some of the reasons classically there was a the reason, but it certainly hasn't boded well for, for us, I don't believe. And there was talk of us jumping back to the Big 12 uh, when when, they were, when the Big Ten was talking about not playing at all. So yeah, I know a lot of people that uh, you know look look back and uh, and and the same as West Virginia fans not playing Virginia Tech Syracuse uh, every year it's 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 a shame.
1: Yeah, I think you know the whole domino effect of Virginia Tech and Miami. You know they kind of started this thing. They left the Big East, and people didn't think the Big East could be the Big East without those two dominoes and. West Virginia, of course, took the flag and kind of flew it high. And then you had Louisville and Cincinnati come on. But then, of course, the dominoes continued to fall with Pitt. And once that happened, you've seen a lot of shakeup. And I don't think Eastern football, none of the teams that have defected, I don't think any of the former Eastern powerhouses have performed well. Boston College, Syracuse, Penn State has struggled at times. Um, you know, Virginia Tech is not what Virginia Tech used to be. Miami has struggled, but so the the shifting has hurt a lot of programs. And I even feel like Nebraska is hurting being in the Big Ten. I know they're, they want the money, but a lot of times that's just not where you're supposed to be. And I don't think it's a good fit um, for Nebraska. Just I think if they came back to the Big Twelve, I think they would be a little bit more visible. Because honestly, in the Big Ten, it's what Michigan, Ohio State. And Wisconsin and everyone else, you know, yeah. on the national scene from the outside looking well, yeah. in, you got Penn State too now. You know, well, yeah, and Penn State, in not State. not
0: saying but not saying much. I mean, they you know what they've done, uh, you know, turning that program around, that scandal and all that stuff. That coach done a great job, but uh, still, uh, yeah. I mean, we're 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 we the stepchild in the in the Big Ten. We, we 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 get our butts kicked by hell. We got beat by Troy at home. You know, I mean, that's just, I mean, that's, that's foreign to me. It's foreign to me watching offensive linemen get stuffed.
1: Was Neil Brown,
2: was Neil Brown Brown the coach of Troy?
0: Probably. I think he was, as a matter of fact. I think he was.
1: was. I think he was.
2: Yeah. Anthony, 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 you'll love this, Anthony. Blank wears his Nebraska baseball cap every now and then. And he's got a great. He told me, I said, "What's that N on your on your bill stand for?" Tell me your answer. Blink on that one. That's a great one. Knowledge, knowledge, <laughs> knowledge.
1: Yeah, I. You know, I. I love um, knowledge.
2: That's awesome. <laughs> well,
1: it, it sounds like they're giving a great education out there at uh, in Lincoln.
2: Uh, <laughs> he I, told I, me <laughs> that one day. Hey, he told me that one day. I started laughing. I couldn't. I couldn't stop laughing. Hey, here's the other thing, Anthony. Blank and I have been known to have a few cocktails together.
1: Well, I don't believe that. And
2: we have uh, sort of talk a little trash to each other about betting on the Mountaineers. And <laughs> last night for the Kansas State game or the TCU game last night, I said, "Oh, I tell you what, Blank, I love." The over tonight, he says over. He says I got the under, 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 under. <laughs> under. He told me the under, under. under. I see point today. He goes, go, John, under. <laughs> you, but you know why,
0: Billy? Yeah, I had lunch over at Kegler's with a bunch of loyal Mountaineer fans. Right, all of them, uh, you know, did live and die. Love, love they're gonna kill him tonight. All that, that that score is gonna be 170, they're gonna murder him. Oh, you know, I hear that. Then I, of course, went over, and had some two adult cocktails uh, in the afternoon out by cheat, and everybody out there was talking over. Yeah, including me, me, it's like uh, Vegas isn't building hotel after hotel because they're losing money, right? (laughs) Making it easy for people.
1: Absolutely not.
0: <laughs> I'll tell you what, it should have went over.
2: Yeah, you know what? They, nobody, no, both teams, they didn't score for like six minutes. Neither team make a point. I know. I watched Oh, it. my God. I kept on watching the game. I'm saying, are you kidding me? <clears throat> nobody can make a point. They couldn't make free throws. They couldn't make no shots. I mean, they couldn't. <laughs> TCU couldn't make them. We couldn't make them. Yeah. Uh... And I said, I kept on telling myself, now I got to listen to goddamn Blankenship tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Give me, busting my butt about, oh, the under, the under, the under.
1: I never really get excited to play TCU except for the fact that I like to beat Jamie Dixon.
2: Yeah, that's nice being Jamie, isn't it? Yeah. You uh, know, I'll tell you what, they were
0: hard on Jamie. They had a chant that they first used when Jamie was the coach down there. that You certainly can't say on the air but uh west virginia showed a lot of class if you guys remember this jamie's uh, sister had passed away from cancer right right and uh um, he came to Morgantown, and uh, they, they they respected that fact they didn't really give him a lot of grief in that game and uh, i always thought that was pretty cool
2: his sister coached uh his sister was the head coach at army right I, you know, Bill, I can't remember. I know it was yeah. a big time school. That uh, I think his sister was the uh, head coach at Army. At Army, yep. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, but uh, uh, that, that's uh, yeah. You can't get it's TCU. It's tough. To, I, I, it's tough to get excited about watching. We're going to watch them play here and beat the hell out of them again.
2: I think. Especially in
1: okay. basketball, <laughs> football is a different thing. Basketball, it's really tough to get excited about that.
2: Okay, yeah. bro, I know you got to go to dinner with your daughter and your, your daughter's boyfriend. Here's my last thing: the four game stand that we have coming up. Saturday we got we got Kansas State on Saturday. We got TCU on Tuesday. We got Baylor on Thursday. We got Iowa State on Saturday. Tell me how you think the Mountaineers finish this season buddy well
0: i think if there's three obvious wins and they don't win those games it's uh it'd be a shock iowa right. state played uh played hard last night against baylor uh, they were beating them at one time by uh, double digits 15 points and uh yeah yep. they back and win uh you know I, I i i would think we sweep those baylor's been dodging us for uh a month now i think and uh <laughs> I think they're going to be fired up and play them, and uh, we're going to finish strong. I, like I said, I, I don't want to play West Virginia. You know, if I'm somebody else, I, I don't want to play that team.
2: Yep. The last, this is crazy. The last time the Baylor lost a game was in Morgantown, West Virginia, when they were ranked number two, which they are now in Morgantown last year. Is that right? That was their last loss, yes.
0: Well, we're gonna history gonna repeat itself.
2: Yeah, can you say history can repeat itself?
1: Please, (laughs) yes,
2: please. Yeah. Hey, blank. I know you gotta go. I can't thank you. I can't thank you enough, man. I appreciate you. Like I can't thank you enough. All right, thank you guys. Y'all be safe. All All right.
0: right. Hey, blank. Have a good dinner, my man. You too, buddy. Tia. All right. Thanks. Bye.
1: Great stuff there, Brian Blankenship. uh, I guess now adopted. Mountaineer, the former Corn Husker and uh Pittsburgh Steeler. We didn't even get to get into the talk dealing with the Roonies and and uh being yeah. a part of that organization. But um it sounds like he kind of migrated here from, you know, Oak or uh Nebraska and just kind of took up shop here in uh He's
2: been he's been he's been in Morgantown a long time. He met his wife his wife's from graduated from West Virginia. How about now? His daughter. This is crazy. Now his daughter is going to 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 West Virginia, and she is becoming a. I think she just got accepted into the to finish the nursing school at WVU, and it's it's it, the story's amazing how everything falls in place. But Brian Blankenship is a great, great, great dude.
1: Well, you know, one of the things, and I guess his daughter would be living proof, um, yep. and one of the things I'm battling right now with my nephew, my nephew, um, his name is Maurice, he lives in the D.C. area, Right. Uh, super smart kid, he wants to go to college next year, and he's got his choices down to like Maryland, West Virginia, and I think at one point he was even looking at like um, Michigan, I don't know, different schools, but he right. wants to be an engineer, and one of the things right. he's worried about if he comes to West Virginia is if he would fit in because he's not a party kid. And I keep right. trying to tell him, like, uh, you see, yeah, Maurice, you see things on the internet, and it is, it is what it it is, every bit of that. But there's still a a great side to WVU, and you can get a great degree and enjoy a great college life. And uh, I'm just trying to convince him of that. And no offense, right. I don't want him. I don't want him to end up at Maryland just because I want him in Morgantown, so I can go visit him more often.
2: Absolutely, that's that'd be great.
1: But a degree for me, the school, of course. I mean, I think he was looking at uh, Carnegie Mellon, smart kid, right. Real smart kid. Yeah. Anyway, um, so you, we, we started talking about it a little bit there with right. Brian. Um, West Virginia, uh, has another game this week Saturday at home against K State. Um, right. What uh so tell me about K State and what do you expect to see on Saturday?
2: Well, <clears throat> we played Kansas State at their place. If you remember and recall, Kansas State, we 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 pressed them and I think they turned the ball over like twenty plus times. We turned them over like and we spanked them pretty good at Kansas State. So I think Coming to coming to Morgantown, I think we'll watch that tape and see how successful we were. Obviously, Bruce Weber, the coach at Kansas State, will watch that tape as well. And I'm sure he'll prep his kids about us pressing them and turning them over so many times. But I would be the most shocked and disappointed person if Kansas State could come in here and beat us. I mean, I'm going to figure we'll be – Oh, double figure uh, favorites in that game Saturday mm-hmm. nine, ten, eleven. I think we'll be favored pretty heavily.
1: I agree. I agree. It'll be. It'll. I think it'll be do- double digits as well. Uh, That's what I think too. Yeah. Well, and what what th- what we thought was going to be the end of the season, and I tell you what, you know, I didn't feel like they were doing us any favors by scheduling us at Baylor, right. and now I kind of feel a little bit bad for Baylor. Um, but then again, I don't Baylor will have to be, uh, they'll have to come to Morgantown on the second we play Baylor TCU. And I believe it's Oklahoma state is it Oklahoma state or Iowa state, it's Oklahoma state, Oklahoma state. So we have Baylor TCU, yes. Oklahoma state all at home, um, to yep. finish up the season. Very important. Now, now things are, this is going to be an interesting stretch due to the fact that you know how important it is for great seeding, not only in the NCAA tournament, but to in the Big Twelve tournament. If you finish first or second, you get a double bye.
2: Absolutely, that's big time.
1: So if you can, and let's and, you know, let's be realistic here for a second. Let's say we don't beat Baylor, but you have right. to you have to beat TCU, you have to beat Oklahoma State, and you have to beat K State to yep. remain in that second position. But Baylor and Morgantown they have not fared well.
2: That's exactly right.
1: And you made mention of As I of it. said
2: earlier, I'll say it again. Baylor's last loss was in Morgantown. Last year, about this time, and they were ranked number two at that time as well, and we beat them last year in Morgantown. So I think they're going to have a little, I think they'll have a little remembrance of that. I think they'll, their clocks will talk about Oh, last time we came to Morgantown and we were number two, we better be ready to go because they got us last year at this time. I'll tell you this, Anthony, if we can win our last four games, we'd be number two in the Big 12. And if we win our last four games, which gives us a buy in the Big 12 tournament, we could uh, get a number two, three seed at least in the NCAA
1: tournament. Absolutely, you're playing for seeding right now. They can't. Yes, yes. They they can't um, take take any time off. You're talking about potentially going from a four seed to a two seed, and you're talking about a whole different ball game when you're a two seed. Big time, yep. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. I I think we can come out of this stretch three one. I'm not so sure. I I didn't get to watch Baylor last night. Um, I'm going to try to get online maybe tonight or tomorrow. And watch a little bit of them. I know they're tough. I haven't really seen a lot of them. I know you've seen more than I have.
2: Yep, I watched them last night. I'll tell you what now. Last night Iowa State had them down Iowa State had them down 17 points. And Baylor was really fortunate. They're just coming off the off the uh being out of practice for th- almost three weeks. And just like any other team in the country, when they've been shut down for a couple weeks. And they come out of that COVID-19, I mean, Villanova lost. I mean, Michigan State has a – look at Michigan State did. Now Michigan State is finally starting to get it together. They're starting to play really good. But guys and teams that have been shut down, they don't play good. And guess what? Baylor was really, really fortunate last night to come up and escape with that win last night against Iowa State.
1: Well, and they've got to travel to Morgantown, so absolutely, yep. right, absolutely. Before yep. we take off, Coach, let's do the Dell Sparks Collection text to win tribute question of the week. The number is six eight one two three one two six three two. Again, six eight one two three one two six three two. This is for an eight by ten from the Dell Sparks Collection. If you're not familiar with it, look it up online. All pro photography, the Dell Sparks Collection. Photos from a lot of memorable moments throughout WVU sports history. And this week's question, uh, this this one's not too tough. You may have to, if you know this without Google, I'll be very impressed. I'll send you some extra stickers as well. But this week's question, Bob Huggins is close to getting his 900th victory. Who did Coach Huggins beat to get his 800th victory? Again, Coach Huggins is, I think, three games away from his 900th victory. And uh, who did Coach Huggins beat to get his 800th victory? If you know that, text the answer to, to All right, Coach. Uh, before we get out of here, I want to thank our sponsors. The Warner Law Offices, Alford Home Solutions, United Bank, and the Dell Sparks Collection. And I would remind everybody for any, if you'd like any of the cool merchandise from uh, the Press Virginia podcast, swing by pressvirginia.com. Coach, I'll leave you with the final word.
2: Well, like I always leave the show, great day to be alive. Count your blessings. If you're worrying, you're not praying. If you're praying, you're not worrying. Let's go Mountaineers. Let's go Mountaineers.
0: The Press Virginia podcast is produced by Anthony Lewis in partnership with HD Media and the Charleston Gazette Mail. The Press Virginia podcast is presented by Warner Law Offices. Now's the time. Call 345-6789 and is sponsored by United Bank, West Virginia's bank, offered home solutions fixing homes inside and out since 1963 the charleston gazette mail and the
1: dale sparks collection